Hi. Have you ever wanted to indulge on marijuana with the safety and privacy of your own home? Well, Nirvana Center is here to help. They have the finest tinctures, flowers, concentrates, condiments. Hell, you could buy a full aquarium. Sounds like Nirvana. you can buy things that aren't there. This isn't wall to Walmart. They sell weed and weed products. It's great. Get, It'll get you cooked. Stop and get, smell the flowers. Get your tires rotated. Hosting space for no problem. Hosting space brides. Hosting spaces for quinceañeras. <laughs> yeah, they have a venue where you can have a fucking wedding. Anyway, Nirvana Center. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Final Stop. I'm your host, Daniel Bridgegad. We're live from the ever-glorious Mescal Manor, Mach 2. Over here on the other side of the country, it's the vampire king himself, King Possum. Lord Meerkat, the lonely sweater-weather possum himself, is Tristan Bowling. What's up? Stop. Stop. <laughs> we have more chocolate in the building today than normal. Act cool. <laughs> no, do you know, I, I just found this out. This means like a heart in Japan. Like putting your finger, like your index finger over your cross middle finger. If you go like that, it's like pretty much like a heart. No, I'm good. Just, a distinguished educated. black gentleman was wondering what Japanese for fucking love was. God damn it. Over here on the side tables, the big man himself, the Rizzler, the love struck loser, Andrew Oriana. What's up? Stop. <laughs> See what I'm working with over here? Uh, and over here, sitting on the couch next to me, I think you're the first other black dude to be in this house besides me, or so Taylor okay. claims. Uh, it's Rob Green. How you doing? What's going on? I like this. You have a level of swag that we have yet to have here. <laughs> yeah, you have that, like, you do have a sultry swag about you to where, like, if I put a saxophone in front of yeah. you, you're going to play it. And you're going to play it good. We also <laughs> do kind of look like a before and after picture. Like I'm just I'm playing younger you. Like, this is oh, men, yeah. in, men in Black Three. Oh, in the biopic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could definitely see Daniel being a younger version of you. Or they cast you to be the older version of me. They're like, he really turns his shit around, stops being such a cocky dickhead later in life. Yeah, uh, Rob is when he really turns it around. It becomes likable by all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, once his dreads reach full maturity, he really reigns it in as a man. <laughs> So it was good. We uh, so I, I had a couple questions for you because you're you're the first, I think, non-comic we've had on the show. Okay. Yeah. Now we've had one other, but in the hot sec. But you also produce a bunch. Of, he produces new faces around Phoenix, Arizona. If you're a new comic, fucking sign up there. Good time. Or if you're, or if you're an experienced comic trying to get some stage time, have them on your podcast. Uh, <laughs> new faces az at gmail.com. Yeah. New faces az. Trust me, I have been ringing that line for a very long time. <laughs> Been ringing it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I am. Uh, I ain't. If I had a punch card, I would be able to get a free sandwich with New Faces AZ. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's funny it's the a, relationship that you go through with you running that show because you start as like, all right, I need to bring ten people. I've never done stand up before. Or I haven't done it that long, and then you go from like, all right, he likes me, thinks I'm funny. I need to bring six people. I can get away with it, and then you're like, all right, he likes me, thinks I'm funny. I'm going right after the host. Let's do it. You're like, I'm hosting. Hallelujah. Send me Daddy Coleman's number. Yeah. <laughs> or you or you text him day of. It's like, hey, Rob, any spots tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely, I have gone through the full dichotomy of being like, it's so funny just seeing, because there's the first time comedians 
who are just like, yeah, I could bring 10 people. Are mm-hmm. you fucking kidding me? And then there's the people who have seen, like, their friends have seen their set, and they're like, I got a solid six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> three of them like, are blood relatives. The other one's yeah, kind of stupid, and two are fucked. Uh, the other person I met through the Phil Birdo's drive through line. Uh, yeah, you brought I, the horchata lady <laughs> to a new faces? What's the most people you've seen brought to a new faces? It has to have been the, the turkey show, right? Uh, there might have been one before that. There was this cat um, at ASU. I think he bought close to like 50, 60 cats. He was in a fraternity. I, hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. I was on that show. We've told this story a bunch. Yeah, where there's, there was like a whole swing of the was yeah. It the, yeah the improv yeah, was frat yeah. guys. Yeah, it was the it was the frat dude, and yeah. the whole left hand side of the improv was there for him. And then uh, the, uh, I was going up before I was like going up before him. I think I was actually hosting that night. No, I was I was hosting, and I was just like the next guy. Half of you are here for, and then just explode. And yeah, then I just do nuts. like one. Yeah, I do one of those like, hey, so I'm just like, half of you guys are like, yo, that's my frat brother. And the other half is just being like, I don't believe the allegations, man. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> it is and fun it, when someone like owns the audience like that, like when they have a majority of them. You were there a couple weeks ago and some lady said some shit to me. Yeah. Popped her mouth a little bit. I was like, I was like God damn it. Had to, had to really handle that. Do you have like a, a, a group of people that you don't like seeing? Like when someone pulls up and you're like, oh, God, it's a mom squad or it's a bunch of bros or it's a lady comic who brought 30 other single chicks. Like, is there a... Those are my grads. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I got a crazy story. Um, It was really crazy because I'm I'm a guy who watches a lot of stuff, Mm a lot of mob stuff, um, you know, MC stuff. So I pay attention to a lot of things. And I seen a couple of cats with cuts coming in. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. And found out one of the comics, he belongs to an MC, and he bought about about five of those dudes with him. They go into the show, they're doing their thing. Everything was great. They're drinking, you know, he, he was yeah. actually a pretty decent comic, and everything was that. Mm-hmm. I freaking get home. And I'm not sure if it was that night or the next morning. The manager at the time hit me up and said, yo, this guy, such and such. He can't be on the show anymore. I said, what happened? So what's going on? It's like, yo, him and his crew were, were next door at um, Copper Blues and having a few drinks. Oh, and geez. all of a sudden, they just popped off on the guy. And the guy that they popped off on happened to work for the club on, on the off night. Oh, so they jumped the waiter? <laughs> yeah. They fucked the waiter up? And they're like, yeah, he Damn. can't come back. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks to be like, having to just be like, Oh, just in the middle of your show, you're working new faces. You're doing a fucking set, and you're just being like, "Why do you look like that?" And it's like, "Oh, the guy on stage fucked me up." Anyone? <laughs> Nachos? Anyone? Yeah. At all. Yeah. So Phoenix MC curb stomped my my Oracle bone. That's yeah, fucking... I'm not saying who. Don't, I don't want to say the club. Don't want to say the dude. Don't want to get mm. mixed up. Yeah, because the guy the guy hit me up. Like matter of fact, he just hit me up about a couple of weeks ago, asking to get back on. I say. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> I think you're allowed to openly. It's like it's like uh, Italian people, Irish people, and motorcycle clubs. You're still allowed to openly discriminate <laughs> discriminate yeah, listen, against. Be like, no, no. Listen, you don't have to say who it is, but I know how rolls. He comes in heavy and he comes in hard, and I can tell that he's got he's got the crew with him. 
Yeah, let's, let's not even get to in, into that one. The first time I... Um, no, it had to be like the second or third show that I, um, that I did. And he was on the joint. And, you know, I, I forgot who the people in the, in the back... And, you know, this, it was just like a regular show. And then, he, you know, he went up, did his, you know, how fast. Blah, 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 he, blah, yeah. blah. he either kills he, wait, or doesn't. Wait, did he do his, uh, did he do I Can't Feel Anything in My Right Arm material where he just kind of lets it wave the entire time? Where he, like, turns <laughs> and, and he little. just thought this was a good time, no matter what the context was. He, and plus, he's doing it so fast, you can't really tell what the context was. He said, yeah, let me just blurt out the N-word a couple of times. And the best part is he talks like he talks like Sylvester the cat. Where he's like preposterous. These niggers were yeah. So he did that, and he got off stage, and they just happened because not all shows have brothers on it, but there were some brothers in there, and they were about to light him up. And Beaker walks in from off stage. (laughs) So yes, dude, it was awesome. Sometimes. His style is so cool. And for those out there who don't know what it is, all you need to know, there's absolutely no middle. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. There's, there's Do you, ne- you either crushes the or most, bobs. The most terrifying experience I ever had in my entire fucking life. So I was walking through the Scottsdale Mall with my father. Like when I was younger, we we're going to go get Nespresso pods and shit like that for his coffee machine. And we turn out of there and it's just gone sitting on a bench and i'm just like walk up and it was almost one of those things where it's like seeing a guy in a full mascot costume just like outside just nowhere near anything and just being like is that the fucking is that is that grizzy is that the (laughs) philadelphia is that the philadelphia fucking hockey team guy he's just sitting there the entire time i'm just like yo how are you doing he's like I'm fine. And I'm like, you're trying to kill someone here. Yeah. I want to put that past him. Like, yeah, I kind of have to execute a hit at three. You're going to get in my way. Who sits sits at the benches in a mall? I themselves just looking aimlessly. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't (laughs) even have said hi. Yeah. I would just been like, we're going the other way. You ever see a lonely man in custom orthotics sitting alone by himself at the mall walk the other direction? Yeah, Yeah. the guy with a thousand guy with a thousand yard stare in the New Balances, stay away (laughs) from him. (laughs) Yeah, that guy's a fucking wild. Have have you read to ban someone from the show off of like just content? Like a really new person goes up and just wildly does some years like you're never coming back. I don't give a fuck how many people you're never on content. It was only one. You guys bringing up some stuff. Uh, once again, it's probably my first year doing it, and I'm just sitting in the back. You guys know where I'm sitting. I'm just watching the show, and somebody was talking to me at the same time. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, peeping in. Like, a lot of times if somebody's talking to me, I'm not really seeing. I just see people doing it. And you can tell people are laughing at so And I see the nobody was laughing. And then I'm, like, starting to listen in. It's like, yeah, we got to save the whales and this and that. And what's going on to the world? I was like, what? Are oh, they doing like a speech? They're, they're yeah, on a soapbox they up there? Just... Yeah. So they yeah. were there to try to put out their um... message. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, nah, we got to stop talk. this, man. Did they, <laughs> did, did they at least even like attempt it? Because there's like a preachy style of comedy, but they, did they at least like try a punchline somewhere? They probably started it at first and yeah. then just got into their message. and <laughs> It went real like uh, like Oscars winning. Like, I'd like to thank 
you know, God and my team and my agents and the people that believe flat earth yeah. is real. It, 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 yeah. it was something like that. And I was like, no, you got to go. We turned yeah. on the music. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you got to go. <laughs> Start playing closing time. They're three minutes into their set. They're like, what the fuck's going on? Dude, Rob, yeah. the, the funniest thing is the first time I ever did a new face. It was like when I, it was like I had just moved here and we were at the, we were at a, at one of the clubs and in the green room, uh, somebody else that was on the show had like bought like a bunch of shots and he was in the green room being like, yo, we on our Kevin Hart shit. We about to be touring after this show. Yo, you don't even know. We at the club. We on our Kevin Hart shit. And then went on stage and proceeded to do five minutes of just shout outs. He was like, give it up for the troops. Give yeah. it up for y'all. And it got to the point where he was like, give it up for anybody in the color blue shirt right now. Yeah, dude, your your shows are your shows are fucking sick because what it does, I love watching it as an experienced comic because you get to see bros that it's their it's their first time. They're in shorts. All right? yeah, they're in, yeah. sh- they're in oh, shorts yeah. and stand time. up live. It's the 300 guy, people. The guy, the guy is going on as blowjob boy. <laughs> going, on, going on stage and he's just like, listen, I'm going to go up. I'm going to crush in my, um, in my matching fucking tracksuit. Dude, it is... It, the, literally, my favorite moments in comedy have come from fucking new faces shows where I was hosting and like this guy comes up to me and he and I'm just like, oh, yo, so how do I want like what do you want as an introduction? He's like, yo, call me uh, call me the king of Wakanda. Dude. I'm like, I'm like, Dude. I'm not going to do that. Some girl, some girl last some girl, I, the one that I hosted a couple weeks ago, she wanted her name was like. It's the one lady's name I forgot. I feel bad, but I don't really. Her name was like Ebony Smith or something. She goes, hey, can you make sure that you say my name right on stage? I was like, oh, yeah, they get it wrong. Like, what's your, what's your last name? She's like, it's the Ebony Smith. I was like, wait, like like the Ohio State? Like, like, like that? <laughs> like the Ohio State University? And she goes, yeah, the. I was like, all right. And the only, I forgot, the only thing I remembered was the. And she went up on stage, dude, and was, I mean, god awful, but she was in the back giving people like, my favorite thing is when, like, you see someone who, like, does good, and you're like, you have to break, like, the, the news to them. They're like, hey, this, you go from this, and then you find out you like it, and then you immediately have to go to an open mic with four people at, like, a... And it's funny to see some people think that, like, that's what it is all the time. Oh, yeah. They're like, no, 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 I only perform at stand-up live and do these big shows. And you're like, all right, well, then, I mean, you're good for, like, what you're good for. You bring people, and you have a good time. But, like, you're not. Yeah. I love watching the world shatter. They're like, wait, I have to... Now, I remember, have to go out? Like, I, yeah. I remember one time it was me, uh, Luis, and Reese hanging out at the improv. And it was one of your shows. And uh, some dude had a full, like, fat head cutout of him <laughs> in the lobby to move in merch. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I remember no, this no, guy. No, that's fucking cool. <laughs> no, I remember that. He had a full, he had a full <laughs> head to, like, head to foot j- thing. If you had a Jeff Dunham style cutout <laughs> of you, of yourself just sitting there and just fucking be like, oh. to like, be fair, dude. most comics come in and they're like a lot of the way people get into comedies are like the off, you know, the dark horse. They weren't the coolest. They weren't. It's fun to see people come in from the other end where they're in like a friend group of 30 and they're the cool guy at the office. And they're just like, yeah, dude, I'm out here slanging jokes. You're like, yeah. you're horrible. Why do you have a cutout and you're selling merch? Yeah, yeah. still up here in his fucking gold toes. Like, yeah. fucking talking shit, just being like, does anyone know about accounting? What are they doing? And just being like, fuck, uh, what, uh, I want to ask you, Rob, what is the most surprised you've ever fucking been? 
by some guy because I can tell you, I know you've walked into that green room and just seen like that guy's going to be a fucking dud. <laughs> and this guy sucks. The, and I mean, is... there's a few joints and I remember there's a few times I've had to I've had to turn my back on situations. <laughs> you walk in the dude's in a luchador mask. He's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you mean the guy oilings well, himself up in the CP well, well, Live green a, room? There's a few. We're going to warm our way up to it. But um, <laughs> one of them where I knew it was going to go horribly bad, and this was at stand-up. You know, sometimes when people ain't got their joints, they'll go out into the um, – you know, out into the yard and start barking, hey, come and see me, bada bing, bada boom. And for yeah. the most times, if I don't see it, if the club doesn't hear about it, if the security doesn't say nothing, do what you do. So the dude came in, yeah, I got this many people. I say, all right, cool. But he was a street dude. When I mean street dude, I'm not meaning like a hard person. He was a street dude. So he didn't know about club etiquette like we're buying drinks. So he went down to CVS and bought a 12-pack and bought it back. Oh, oh. oh wait. So you don't yeah. mean the street dude. You mean a homeless man. <laughs> I know. I was thinking like, I was like, damn, was this like a pyro or something? Like, no. no, no. Homeless. Homeless as hell. Yeah. yeah. Trying so to be nice. The guy, the guy duct taped 240s to his hands and being like, hey, I'm here to do new faces. Yeah, that's not it. That's not a barker, bro. You're dealing with a ex-convict. So <laughs> yeah, I was one of those. Day. I like walked into the green room. See, I gotta turn my back because if I acknowledge this, I can get in trouble. Yeah, so, like, I didn't go back to the green room for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see that. I can't. You're like, I know they don't stock the mini fridge with actual yeah. alcohol <laughs> on these nights, and there's a bunch of Michelobes yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're like, when hey is, man, what's up with this? It? I said, man, I don't know. I said, I wasn't. <laughs> I'll pay pay more attention. Hey, I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. You know, the yeah. thing with the people and the timing yeah. and the lights. When did, and... when did Stand Up Live start selling 12-ounce cans? Yeah. <laughs> what the I didn't, I didn't know Stand Up Live had Cobras, dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like, just, just I like that guy plastic. with the... Um, uh, what you call it? We, those, those uh, the the drinks that the guy bought in. I almost got lit up for that, so I got to make sure I pay attention. Oh, the, the to little them. shooters. Yeah, yeah. Someone got... brought in shooters. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, guy's that, having... that guy's at least trying to be respectful. He could have brought in the handle of fireball, <laughs> yeah, but he, he but... defied it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do see some things here and there, but majority of people trying to do the right thing and the one thing i tell every person they'll bring in from their 10 to 15 to 20 people they'll have a good time they might even be halfway decent and get some laughs they say oh man i'll be back next month i say yeah i wouldn't advise doing that <laughs> i said because what you're going to do is you're going to burn out your mm -hmm. your support people who you're actually cool with no nah, no nah, man they're gonna support me so then they'll go from 15 yep. to seven yep. and then with, even with that seven our little play they'll be like yeah yeah no i'll, I'll be all right a few people dropped off because of this and that i'll be back next month and next month there's three people i said dude you're gonna lose friends you gotta stop yeah. no, no no for sure because those are the guys that don't have, like actually end up doing stand-up but they yeah. get caught in the they just want to be on stage at what looks like a you know, like a, a real show. Yeah. Because, like, they see that and they're like, I'm on the same stage that fucking Kevin Hart's performed on the stage to this many people. And you're like, no, no, this is a different, it's a different that's thing. Like, that's like a toxic part of social media to where it's yeah. like it, uh, the amount of people seeing, like, clips 
of people just crushing, like, in between, just doing, like, mild crowd work, just, like, tossing it out, and it just seems like such alley-oops. But, like, what you don't see is, like, the first 25 minutes in the last latter half of, like, 15 of like him hard doing bits. it. Yeah, like doing an entire headlining set. Yeah. And he's just like, people are acquainted. People are like, they know what you're doing. Yeah. They know the vibe of the crowd. And they're there for you. Right. Which is like, it's not even like a sect of the crowd. It's like the entire crowd is there for you. And they're just like, I can do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come, the best is they pull up with that same headliner energy. And then they don't move the mic stand. They come right out. <laughs> and is, they just take the is, shit out. <laughs> My favorite thing in the goddamn world. No, you know what my favorite thing is, Rob. Tell me if you feel this way, because I, I know it kind of it'll it'll fuck up your show from time to time if it happens a lot. Playing people off <sighs> has to be yeah. hands down one of the funniest things. To it's see. funny to us. It ruins the show for everyone I know, else, I know which is why does. you probably hate it's doing it. It's the best and the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I can't imagine the power. Because I would literally have one of those like uh, one of those office style buttons. Like, oh no, you didn't. Like, and I would have like one of those buttons that I would just big, large. Like, I was on the yeah. fucking voice. That's and unfortunate. I, was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I try to be nice. I try to be flexible as, as best I can. I probably don't play off as many as I should. But, like, if I know you're doing total garbage, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's like either super offensive or just going nowhere. I got no problem. I'll look right at the, especially at the Tempe where the guy's right there. And mm, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get ready. It's about to happen. And sometimes I'll even start off the night in the green room with the meeting and I'll, I'll even say it. I'll say some dumb shit like, Hey, um, we got 15 people on tonight. I'm thinking about setting a record and playing off six people. Just so to set put, the tone. Just to set the tone yeah. so people can keep, you know, keep their sets in line. So I'll probably yeah. do that for the next one. Just as No, because I, I remember <laughs> I, I did one with you. I was doing a, a, a guest spot on it. And I think, like, what, like seven people got played off that night? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, to the point where, like, Peter could not go on the show anymore because so many people ran the light. Bro, just, guy, just guys completely going off on just a tangent that leads nowhere. And you're like, start playing Beyonce. Get this guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I just, can you imagine, like, I fucking, I've been in there, and the way that I can describe that debriefing that you come in and do is that we're parachute airport men. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're, we're like parachuters, like, in the Air Force, and you're just like, we're dropping on 0200, 0200, if you do not make your drop, you will be shot out of the sky. <laughs> you will be shot by family ties, by baby Keem, all right? You will be shot out of the sky. Hey, trust me, I've seen those people get shot out out in the sky and i'm just like sitting there trying to land in a fucking marsh <laughs> like, like it's it's so it, it's so great. it is kind of that feeling i do like those shows because it is there's you know your occasional people who have done it before like an experienced person's done it three four times but you do get that That's, feeling of people sitting there just being have, like you have, <laughs> they're looking at pictures of loved ones it did if you ever want to, like, not even humble yourself, but, like, the opposite, just go there as, like, a semi-established comedian. And, like, you know, Rob, you walk in there and it's just like, oh, I know what I'm doing for my five. Like, yeah. you see those people being like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing for my ten. If they make me go long, I can go long. I'll have fun. And then there's people sweating fucking bullets. <laughs> and just being like, I just, I, I printed out all my material. I'm like, yeah. you yeah. 
If you told them they were doing six instead of five, they'd shit themselves. You'd be like, huh? Sixty more seconds. I have to talk. And it's like those are the people where I'm like literally astounded that I'm just like you think that you're just gonna have some like fucking wem fucking agent come in here and shit just be like yo listen i saw your hot topical five (laughs) and now that i know that you could bring 20 people to one place in the hometown you live in you're sold (laughs) you're in there i do like uh they looked at me like gandalf the last one that i did i went in there i was trying to just be like so nice i was like hey just so you guys know take the mic if you're a take it out of the stand guy put the stand behind you and and some people looked at me like I was cocky, like, who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not. I, my fault. And then some people still went up there and didn't move the microphone. I was like, you'll never make it. You're out. You, should, yeah. you can't follow simple fucking instructions. You're out. You're, you're done. See, what I started doing during uh, shows is to proclaim dominance. And here in New York City, what a lot of people do is uh, we take the mic stand and throw it as hard as we can into the audience. <laughs> you do like a, like a javelin throw? Usually I get through like three rotations like I'm throwing it like like a, one of those shot puts and then I just send it into the first row and they respect me. What uh? What made you want to get like? Because you don't do stand up yourself, as far as no. I'm concerned, right? What made you want to run a comedy show? Because you could have ran any type of show. Yeah, because no, um, you have like an established background in like running stuff. Like you're like you know what you're fucking doing, and it's very interesting to see you apply that to a comedy show when you could be like, yo, this is this is like you could definitely run like any other anything. Well, your background's hip hop, right? My background's hip hop, but actually, it's a it's a funny story on actually how it happened. So, if you guys are familiar with um, the Tempe Improv, you know about the offices mm-hmm. that yeah. you see towards the back. Now, yeah. before COVID, that used to be a bunch of computers in there, and they used to have a whole marketing team that would be on the phones. Mm-hmm. And I was actually part of that team at one point. So basically, you know those those cards people fill out and stuff. So mm-hmm. they take their their information and put it into a database. So when certain um, comics where they needed we needed to make sure we you know pack the house, we would you know call up. Yep. Hey, how you doing? This is Rob from um, from Tempe Improv. We got such and such coming in town. I got four free tickets for you. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. So I did that for about a year and a half and whatnot. And somebody else no names, ran it before me, but they weren't happy with what he was doing. Now, one of the guys who I was really cool with, uh, comedian that really schooled me about the comedian game, my man Dustin Rounds, um, somehow my name um, got to the higher-ups, and they asked me, say, hey, do you want to be the coordinator for uh, New Faces? So, um, Renee, we sat down for two shows, showed me how to do it, and I just took it from there. How long have you been doing it for? Shit, can I can I tell you now. something real shit? Damn. So every time, like <clears throat> even like pre like I started getting like doing hosting shit pre COVID like barely, and then like throughout COVID I got like more hosting shit. I it, dude, it was so funny every time I was able to like tell how the weekend was going because they would text my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they'd be like, oh, do you want to go see Mitch Fatel's hosting weekend or yeah. headlining weekend? And I'm just like, we're already Ooh. going, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, he ain't moving it, tickets like that. No. <laughs> yeah. I would just, I would, but the amount of times my girlfriend had to pick up a phone call and just be like, yeah, I'm going to be there. Um, uh, Tristan Bull. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but it was actually interesting times um, back then because I was able to see um, people that we were pushing who won't even be playing um, none of the clubs anymore because they got so big. And one of the people was yeah. uh, freaking Theo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. We were like oh, begging yeah. people, nah, see Theo Vaughn, tell you he's boom, boom, boom. And just two, three years later, that dude, you know, was playing arenas and playing other places. And we were giving away those tickets. There were one time we were giving away tickets for um, Tiffany Haddish and Little Rel on the same bill. What? And, yeah. And That's crazy, so, dude. Yeah. So just just seeing that type of stuff, you know, develop Damn. is, you know, just seeing how people grew is just amazing. Watching you guys grow. So it's a... It's a, you know it's kind of on the same way and you just just never know. Do you ever yeah. see it go the other way, where you see someone do like you didn't really have to paper the room for them, then they come back the next year you had to paper it, and then maybe they do a one nighter. Like you yeah. ever see people go like that? Have you ever had to work for Carlos Mencia? Is with the <laughs> see, <laughs> let me tell you, everybody's. Everybody's got that thing show, about his Cinco de Mayo show was light last year when I was there because I remember it being a talking point. Damn. Really? Well, um, when I did it last year, last year I was actually on staff um, doing some doing security. And Carlos... For Mencia? Yeah. And oh, shit. Then you know more than me. So with, with Carlos, it's a weird thing. Comedians have their thing about him, but the public has a, something different about him. They love oh, him, right? Dude, I, I did a guest spot for Carlos Mencia at the Improv, and it is probably one of the two times I've seen it completely packed to the fucking gills. Yeah. And just like, and I felt like an asshole because I'm like sitting in the green room just being like, yo, I want to dap up Carlos when he comes out. And he was like, nah, he's doing two and a half hours. Yeah. Good to leave. And I'm just like, what the fuck do you mean? And he's yeah. like, yeah, no, he's just... He, he he had his whole recording crew with him and shit like that. He's like, nah, he's doing he's live streaming this. It's gonna be like a two and a half hour show of just him, and I'm just like, that is honestly just fucking impressive. Just like literally, if from the standpoint of even if he was stealing all of his shit, literally if he was stealing every single word, to be able to remember two and a half hours of stealing words is fucking <laughs> impressive. Uh, like, I is it funny by the end? Dude, it's great. Through he's leveling throughout the entire fucking thing. Damn. Oh, he right, so every, got like finish. I said, you got to see him. It, it's weird. <laughs> Everybody's got their impression about him, especially people who are comedians behind the scenes. Everybody's right. got their thing, but the public, it's something totally different. Like nah. he said, he'll be out there for two hours. Easy. And they don't give a shit. They're like, please more. They're, yeah, they're they're out there. They're Damn. loving it. And then he'll come out. And shake everybody's fucking hand. Take a picture of everybody. So fucking security were like, when does this shit end? That makes sense. Well, that's how he keeps his fans, though, probably. You got to be 
Yeah. If you go and you're like, bro, he was on stage for two hours and then we stayed after for an hour and he, we took pictures. Like, I'm coming back the next time that fool's in town. Yeah. Yeah. Not- like, literally, uh, people walking out of there are probably leaving at like two, but like the staff Damn. isn't getting out of there until like 3 30. Damn. Yeah. I remember one time doing a, um, a what you call it, doing a new faces and he did a drop in because he was going to be in for the weekend. So just even as a drop in, he did 40 I can't- minutes. I can't. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did he clear that? Huh? Did he clear that by it's you? Fucking Carlos Mencia. I like, guess. who the fuck yeah, am I? Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they say, hey, Carlos wants to go on for a few minutes. Dude, and I was like, go thing, ahead. The same thing happened in New York. I was at my buddy's. Uh, I was at my buddy's audition for Gotham, a comedy club out here. And they're just like, it was two before him. And they're just like, all right, we have a special drop in. And it was Jim Gaffigan. And he did 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and it was just like, after that, you're like, all right, so we can go home. And it's like, no, we still have to see if everyone else is good. And they're just like, dude, you fucking ruined the entire yeah. night. Yeah. You're going to do good like, after Jim? Yeah, dude, I would love to be the new faces guy going up after. Can you imagine getting bumped? <laughs> for fucking for Carlos Mencia, and you're just being like, "Oh, I know this Joe Rogan stuff. Everyone's gonna go up there and hate him." And then he rips for forty fucking minutes, and you're yeah. just like, uh, "Humming a humming a humming a." Have you ever been to Starbucks? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ima- imagine being the person that goes after him, and that's your first time, and you just have to follow. <laughs> no, but, but a cat like that, he was the last people. person. Mm. I mean, he has to be. Yeah. He oh, he was last. last? Yeah. Oh, then be. easy peasy. I thought he was going in like <laughs> yeah. I, thought I thought he was, he was doing like a middle fourth spot. to the last. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's what I would do as soon as the guy. That's what they did with Jim Gaffigan. As soon as he showed up, he was just being like, "You want to go up next? Literally any amount of time is possible. I will light this person at one minute and a half. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the. I'll play this yeah. person off stage right now, Jim. You give me the fucking green light. Yeah, and when you go on stage, they will completely understand. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's fucking, it, it, it's wild, but it did. Oh, that's nice. one thing that I miss is doing fucking the, the new faces is, is so nice just to see, like, it, it just to go amongst, like, people just kind of going in. Because you see the people who are actually like, yo, I brought, like, 12 people from my work. I'm really trying to do this shit. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get a fucking clip of something. I'm trying to go out, and I'm trying to fucking, this is, like, what I think is, like, going to be, like, not like the springboard but like the the start and just being like i'm performing not at like a local bar in front of 25 people this is an official comedy club there's actual people here that's basically how i got in when i started in seattle i did like the new faces at laughs comedy club where it's like you to bring it's a little bit smaller so you to bring five people so i just brought some teammates and my girl but like it's it gives you a better taste in your mouth even if you do bad it gives you like a, a you get slapped in the face a little bit less because if you go to a, your first time is four people at a fucking motorcycle bar and no one's looking at you. You're like, fuck this. This sucks ass. I'm never doing Dude, this again. How I envy the people who have their first time at New Faces. My first time was at Stand Up Scottsdale at fucking midnight on a Wednesday Tough. with my dad in the host Tough. of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and you already that, ran your new shit by your dad on the car ride on the way over. He knows he's exactly He's been hearing it off. for months. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and just like, hey, here's uh, me pooping my pants at Disneyland. Yeah. 
here's here's how it goes and they're just like yeah i like that and i'm like you mean it <laughs> you've been around comedy do you somehow you ever thought about uh pulling the trig no no nah, come even on a little bit why not not even a little bit what just... part of what part about it is the part that's keeping you from it Dude, you see every single comedian be a fucking wiener. No, 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 no. He, gets, he gets to see good ones. I've, too, I've been man. watching. I, I've been a comedy fan for a long time. I'm an older cat, so I go back to the days of Def Comedy Jam, you know, Comic View and stuff like okay. that. So I used to oh, yeah. even tape episodes, and I used to study comedians, but I've always admired the art. But never say, hey, I can do this. I say it all the time. We need more people like you. Because basically in our business, everyone wants to be... You have to be some level of narcissist to like get on stage and be like, my fucking take on spoons is hilarious. And you're like, you're an asshole, really, at the end of the day. So like, we need more people that like appreciate it and want to be a part of it, but don't want to do the thing. Because like, you help so many comedians and people like you, whether it's like a videographer or a sound guy or like somebody who like no 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 you you do the stupid fucking dick jokes admittedly, I'll handle admittedly you have helped me so fucking much rob the wow. me doing in new faces got me in front of casey mm-hmm. oh yeah and then yeah and then me doing back when he was booking the thing like that just kind of helped me so it, like it, you you really it, it sucks that like it's kind of like perceived as like not not like an illustrious show. It's like it's a bringer, and people are like, "Hup, hup, 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 hup. But it's like it's really an illustrious show. It's if like, you get the because there's spots built in for the experienced people to help yeah, you. Yeah, that's go what forward. I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It, there's like an underlying like fucking vein of the show where it's just like there's all these people doing their stuff. They're bringing their people, but really, if you look at it in the certain, they're bringing their people for fucking you. Yeah. It's like if you look at it, it's just being like you can capitalize on the entire crowd. It's not like they're not going to be laughing for everyone except for their person. They're supportive so. as shit, which is almost it's almost like a dress rehearsal for a because if you go if you open for a headliner who has real fans, they're hyped to be there. They're just excited to be in the fucking building, which is like half of these people are like, holy shit, Greg from accounting's doing fucking stand up. <laughs> Let's go like be excited. And then it's just like, you know, nowhere else can you get a. 300 person show anywhere else without actually getting booked on you know a full weekend somewhere so it is like a full like it, it's a full scrimmage basically where you can get judged if you're a you know experienced like arizona comedian who's not just like doing strictly open mics anymore well i'm happy you guys embrace it but there's a level of the comic underground in arizona doesn't why huh why because they want the opportunity to you know to showcase to be on that particular stage and they don't know how to do it yeah so they get mad at the show being a bringer show like they want to be in front of you know that type of crowd of 120 150 as you said even we've had it up to 200 heck the, the show we had um last week that was 246 Decent. so the turkey show the, the thanksgiving turkey show that one i think was almost that was pretty packed out too right yeah, yeah. that's that's that one's always two plus and but some people in the underground of this thing they hate it so once in a while when i'm running a little dry and sometimes i'm just trying new things to promote i'll go into some of the um 
into some of the Facebook groups mm-hmm. and just drop a thing. And there's a couple of times I caught some hate. Oh, this is the worst show and this and that show. Man, they should cancel that thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know I can see your name. You know? <laughs> Guess who's not coming in yeah. no matter how many people you bring, you dumbass. No, but the, well, I mean, they weren't coming regardless, but I can see your name. Yeah. I know who you are. Yeah. And one or two of those people, they came to me and said, hey, can I get a spot? And, and one or two of those people, I said to them, you know I know what you said before. Yeah. But I became the bigger man and said, no, I'll still give you a shot. Just understand, I know what you feel about this thing, mm. but you still, you know, but I'm going to give yeah. you a shot anyway. I'm not going to be petty about this. Literally, you know, I'm not literally g- bringing this back to the beginning of the podcast, you are the bigger man that Daniel evolves into. Because <laughs> <laughs> no make no mistake, I will scorn somebody. Way. There is <laughs> no fucking way. The guy would ha- Daniel would have an effigy to that guy that he would burn every night. If someone hey. commented and they go, yeah, DBG and Friends kind of blows. They should cancel that show. I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then it would cut to my room with like a mass just collage of pictures of them. I'm like, this guy's going to fucking die. Yeah, like when someone dies in the Emmys. <laughs> just being like a photo, just being like, here he is. When he thought yeah. I wasn't shit. And here he is again. God, I've like, fucking shower dreams about that. Just being able to pull up to people who wouldn't book me at a point and be like, hey, just so you know. I could sell out nine shows at your venue now. There's not a chance. In f- I'd rather cut off my dick than perform at your stupid fucking venue. And then you bite off their nose. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so with a lot of people also, it's about um, learning how to network and politic. Yeah. So a lot of people are just walking around, going to these coffee shops, doing their five to ten minutes and be like, waiting for somebody from CAA to be outside. Hey, I I was having a tea and I I noticed you. Can I sign you? When you know you got to do a little bit of just networking. Like some some people come up to me who are friends of yours. Hey, I know this guy. It's, hey, man, I'm not going to let you host, but you can get a guest spot. Everybody right now that I have hosts, for the exception of maybe Rob maybe and Josh Grace, who were kind of grandfathered in, where I didn't know anybody. Mm. And, you know, the club said, all right, you know, here, here's a couple of people to, you know, have a, as hosts. But anybody else I have hosting started in this thing mm. and did yeah. what they were supposed to do. What's up, boys? Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he's one for one. Matter of fact, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get into his thing really quick. It was funny thing. So I seen him come up a couple of times before. I just seen... Um, Andrew is just being the sound guy, video guy. Now. Yes! <laughs> yes! So I thought that was just his thing. Yes! <laughs> it doesn't, no, the thing is, you'll forever and be our sound bitch. No, 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 Rob. The funniest thing is that last, uh, I think it was two years, it was the year Luis won the competition for uh, Funniest Comedian. Daniel brought me up to you. He introduced me. He's like, hey, this guy's my sound guy. He's here recording. He also does comedy. Because, <laughs> wait, there's two, that does two things. He goes, all right, cool. Nice to meet Daniel, sound guy. Also, Daniel's a fucking sound guy. <laughs> so then I eventually put him on. I seen him do his thing a couple of times. And, of course, you know. What did he eat on stage? <laughs> And, um, he does that closer where he eats an entire Big Mac and cries. <laughs> and and we had the turkey show coming up, and I explicitly came to you and I said, you have to do 
the show. Yeah. And you was reluctant. I said, trust me, do the show. He fuck around, did the show, won. While he was upstairs, Chad came to him, offered him up opportunity. Mm. He's hosting a couple of weeks I know, later. we've heard about that weekend with Jeremy Piven ever fucking since. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, but see, so oh, that was the you Piven actually weekend? owe me some points, okay? <laughs> I just want to say, you owe me some points. Technically, Tristan owes me a couple of points, too. I've and never not given you your points. No, I mean me, money, me, me, money. Me, me, I some percentages. I directly attested to you being part of my career. No, no, I think, and believe it or not, him too. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I was about to be like, you yeah, see how y'all niggas That's where you get into money territory. No, 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 no. no, I mean, no all you Daniel... guys owe some taxes, but I'm gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So for him, his goes back about as long as I've been doing it. So I believe he came in one time in between where he was back and forth and being a quarterback and a comedian, and he did. And I said, like, dude, you got some good shit. You need to come back and do this. By he so, came also, back about a year and a half, six months later. I forgot what it was. They said, yo, dude, I'm back. Put me on. I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I got to see you again. Coach. <laughs> also, also, Rob, let me tell you at the time, he was a full-time comedian, not time quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> I was limping and, around. And, yeah, he was limping around. He was uh, just fresh out of a boot. And, uh, he, no, that, he, I definitely attest most of my, like, going up and doing, like, I have clips that are like still to this day on TikTok that are like doing fantastic that are strictly because I'm at a new faces show. Okay. And I'm just like Rob gave me a fucking spot. So I will forever commend you for that. No, nice. it was also funny cuz we were talking about how I started uh doing them. I the second time I did it was at Stand Up Live. Daniel was uh doing a a guest spot on it. And I uh, I got off stage at a great set and then you came up to me and you're like, yo, I didn't know you had it like that, dog. You, you gotta come back again. <laughs> nah, man. I'm mean, weak. You're fu- you're fu- the way you like openly insult Andrew from the from just the beginning the of your not, relationship. It doesn't seem like an open insult until like looking I back. I thought you on were it, just the sound just guy. Up just being like, you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> No way. <laughs> Once again, I just thought <laughs> it is a sound guy. Yeah. That mouth doesn't only open for food. What the fuck is going on? Damn, bro, that boom mic guy really fucking <laughs> that really is a cool three minutes. That's <laughs> a cool three minutes. The last two. The last two were shaky. But a cool three minutes. He did I'm really well back up there. For sure. You know, if he's not if he's not busy for Sounded the place. <laughs> yeah, great. when he's not busy doing Joe List's hour, <laughs> he's doing a great time. The best part of doing this thing is watching some people who are like in that right middle spot. They've done it a couple of times. Said, "Man, I really wanted to get down and do this." I was like, "You really got to start doing other spots." I said, I "Said no, no, I'm willing to do it." I said, "I'm not just talking about other clubs. I need for you to do some other open mics." Yeah, like go to a bar, go to a coffee shop. No, I got the best one. This is what I tell them every time. And some people have done it, some have survived, and some have not. And they'll be like, "Hey, I want you to go across the street, the Devil's Advocate uh-huh. on the Monday." Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's where the fucking rubber meets the road, yeah. my friend. So, <laughs> and the tire meets your forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're able to go there yeah. and still like comedy, yeah. you know, yeah. 
the you're on a patio. It's a hundred degrees. By a bus. Yeah. <laughs> some ass. Some asshole like spoiled twenty year old's gonna drive by every four minutes and rev his fucking Hemi <laughs> to to the nth degree. There's a line outside of Canes. Kids are screaming. You're like, and tell me a joke about your mom. Go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And also, no, yeah, do that act out you did on stage. Yeah. See if that plays up. Yeah, there. the infamous that I call it the horseshoe of assholes <laughs> sitting on the patio. It is. It's a it... semicircle. You got people to your back if you face a certain direction too hard, and you're like, ah. I think it's the best fucking thing besides new faces. Fuck that. No, no, because the reason why is if you really want to do this thing after doing new faces. You your come graduation right down to... is not going up, yeah. but it's going down. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and just. Hearing no laughs. I think there's a natural progression of like just Phoenix comedy. You start and you do a new faces and then you go from new faces and you do, you know, DBG and friends. Then you just get rich and famous. And then those <laughs> <laughs> then you do that. You do a DBG and friends. You just get JFL and a bunch of Disney deals and stuff. And it goes right to the top. And then you go to and then you go to Dotel Comedy and then you go and then you go to Desert Dogs at the stand. <laughs> there's a fun progression. It's really yeah. blueprinted in. It's an economy. Literally, we are the latter. I think. Uh, no, but, dude, fucking, the amount of times I've, have like, had people come up to me and just being like, the amount, uh, the same amount that you guys have had it, I'm sure, with all your butt fuck friends coming from the office thinking that, they're like, oh, I can do stand-up. And yeah. I'm just like, I incline you. I wish you would. <laughs> I wish I, you I, would. I'm like, I, I, I think you can. I just set them up for failure as yeah. hard as I can. Where I'm just like, do you know what? I think you're I think you're the next fucking Jeff Dunham, dude. I think I think you're gonna kill it and then they go upstairs and go on stage. I've done that to a couple of guys in high school. When I was doing stand up when I was really young, like uh, dudes would be like, Yo, you're doing stand up? I've always wanted to and I'm, we're like in the same fucking tech drama class and I'm just like <laughs> How All did right, you drop out of tech drama class? I didn't drop out of tech drama class. I dropped out of all of high school. <laughs> Dino uh, Hayden, Dino Hayden messaged me specifically and was like, "Give Tristan shit and tell him that a GED doesn't mean you graduated high school." And it really bothers him. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't graduate. You have a GED. So let's let's make that. No, let's draw I a line in the sand. That I graduated right high school. I know I have a GED. <laughs> no, just your friends are cocksucks, and they're texting me on the side, being like, "In case you ever need some ammo." This is <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my friend group. We undermine each other. If anything, that's a perfect comparison to the co to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like there's uh, there's yeah, we, did, we just did a fucking hour about how my love life is falling apart, yeah. and you're talking about his shit. It's great. Yeah, this Rob, do you believe that Andrew gets pussy ever? <laughs> Here we, yeah, we'll talk about not new faces for a sec. This is. Yeah, non-new faces. Let's take this out of completely out of the dichotomy. Do you think Andrew could ever get get pussy? pussy. <laughs> There's somebody for everybody. <laughs> that is not. Yeah. That is no, the answer I, I no, wanted. No, that is. I'm, that would is 100%. There is somebody for everybody. Would you believe it if I told you the hottest new open mic chick on the scene took a real shot at Andrew? There's somebody for everybody. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm telling you for a fact. Damn. You see Damn. it all Damn. the time. Wait, Rob, Rob, can I pantomime what you just did? Follow my head movement. Tell me if it uh, sends an answer. There's somebody for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trust Can you follow me. that? Can you follow that? It's no. There's Dude, so much. Yeah. I've seen guys. I mean, guys have a point just like chicks have a point where they're like, shit ain't running right. <laughs> you know? I can't pay the rent. 
you know, you're, you're you know, summarizing this... Andrew getting good pussy to him, like, no, I'm just saying, so everybody's got even the baddest chick, you catch them on the right time, you're like, you know, so everybody's got so Oh, yeah. Planets have to align for you to get pussy. <laughs> yeah, listen, when lightning strikes, Andrew, Dude. it doesn't strike in t- one place twice. You so. know what, Rob? It's really fun having you here today. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just, I got nothing against you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying anybody and everybody. And you but, just but mostly. But I'm going to be specific. It is you. Maybe Cats used to talk about it all the time. A uh, friend of mine used to call it... Um, Going to um, duck season, getting those wounded ducks at right before the lights come on. I mean, you get them while you can get them, man. You, you, are you <laughs> saying that Andrew is tagging handicapped ducks? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, right, right, right before that light comes on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you yeah. want to go to the diner and yeah. get something to eat? Yeah, the mallards sure. with the you light know, like, Okay, I'll bunch. go with you. Yeah, the ducks with a light hail of buckshot on their wings. The ones who can't run. You know, the ones that were born with genetically deficient feathers. They're not waterproof, so they have to walk around the lake. I'm just fucking, fucking like, the Finding Nemo of Uh, people where it's like, I have one flipper, and that's about it. Make no mistake, we make fun of him and call him fat and unfuckable all the time. It's almost like a branding thing on this podcast. You do it in such an elegant way. The fucking look. It's this is why I look at it. This is why I look at it. One day you hit a six. Next day you hit a four. People say, "How your week going, man?" I hit a ten this week. That so, is mad. You know, just how that you place mad. it. Long as long as you get numbers, it don't matter. Yeah, we gotta no, have more black uncles Andy, on here. Andy. They really break it down. <laughs> Just saying. Nobody and, breaks it down and, like a black uncle. Dude. I'm but telling. that being, but that being fair, Andrew hits it like, yo, I hold hands with a nine. <laughs> that's almost like I got head and from that's a seven. Gonna last, that's fun. He's got like hibernation rules, like a bear. <laughs> like you just like I hold hands with a nine. That saves me for fucking the next winter. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Duck season? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. And give it up for whenever, Andrew the Rizzler, see... Duck Hunter Oriana. <laughs> Fuck, Again, man. Whenever I see that arrow in the sky, those gus, those geese, uh, Gus is uh, what I, I would like to think the plural of geese is Gus. Gus. A flock <laughs> yeah. of Gus. A flock of Gus. Whenever a flock of Gus comes through in an arrow formation, I know Ooh. that Andrew is getting pussy. <laughs> uh, part of Somewhere. me kind of wants to get Andrew like a just a fun gag gift would be get him like a wood camo beanie just be like here you go you're gonna need this it's fucking yeah, duck season it, <laughs> no, it, dude, sucks that, it sucks that andrew's tinder works like twinker bell and we have to like wish upon a shooting star yeah you really gotta believe in it for it to work it works like santa yeah <laughs> it's like the food from hook where it's like it's only real if you believe in it andrew <laughs> did the blue fairy ever meet you and get pussy <laughs> yeah. I think this is good. This is what every this is what every decent show needs. It's just one guy who really Andrew's you really like want to win. Andrew's like a shitty sitcom. They really play out the love story over like seven seasons, then it ends with a girl you think you'd be with from season one. And you're like, you should have banged the whore in the beginning. We told you. <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah. Cause... Robin was there the entire time. I mean, look at Costanza. He 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 got paid from now and then, so that's your Costanza. 
Ooh, man, he called you George. <laughs> Dude, honestly, honestly, the George fact Patrick Nom Nom. Fucking Nom Nom's Hey, listen, it, he's George, I'm Seinfeld, you're Kramer, and you can say the N word, so that's okay. I'm fine with that. You, yeah, your that's Laugh Factory funny. moment is going to be a non issue. Yeah. <laughs> That'd really soothe my ego. I'd be super okay with that. But you can name it the show, you can be the star, you can name the show after you. Every time I enter a room, I need people to lose their fucking cookies. I need people to. Fu- <laughs> and it's, it's just the way you enter the room. <laughs> just I know the you're way a Seinfeld you go guy. Huh? I know you- you're a Seinfeld guy. Yeah, like I said, I I love all comedy, man. Are you it's, Seinfeld? It's- is, is Seinfeld your number one? Your number one sitcom? I would, uh, well, my number one sitcom is uh, Martin Family. Really? Yeah. That would be mine too. I yeah. thought you said Martin for about three seconds. I was like, that makes sense. And then you said Modern Family, and I was like, whoa, that's a one eighty. I Martin. thought you said Martin as well. <laughs> <laughs> you were sitting there waiting for a fastball. He threw a changeup. No, it was a uh, Modern, Modern Family. Like, yeah. You're okay with the gay couple on there? <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> the, the, um, he didn't say no. He, he didn't say he's like, yeah, they're funny though. The sarcasm on that show <laughs> is like no other place. It's the great. timing, it, 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 it's beautiful. So you like and the shaky you, you like the hand Plus, help? you got the Latina chick with the honkers. It helps. <laughs> oh, Sofia Vergara. Oh, it's oh great. is that her name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Tristan can bro out. I like this. This is not normally like this. We would have talked about, I don't know, fucking what's kooky with a spork for 37 minutes. But <laughs> but because he's not, he can talk about Modern Family and Martin and a whole bunch of stuff. It's good. Yeah, it's good. you've inner tapped. You've tapped into my subconscious. Oh, yeah, about 55, 57? 56. Yeah, we're good. We oh, got wow. a few more minutes. Yeah. We're vibing. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Wait, went quick, uh, man. What? I know, right? Uh, I legitimately wasn't expecting it to go by this quick. It was fucking impressive. But uh, it's impressive talking to Mr. Rob. We're having fun. I was like uh, people that are ingrained in the scene that aren't comedians. Because you have a perspective that often like we don't have. Because all comedians have their own little fun agendas that get tied into like every move that we make. And you're just like, nah, I like seeing you guys do well. Yeah, most stuff. You know, I try to support people, to, you know, in the best way possible. Like I said, I got into it in an interesting way. You know, started finally meeting people when I, you know, started doing security and stuff. Um, I I had to get away from that because I like my weekends. Yeah. Because I got a regular day job. So working there eight hours and then working another six at night, you know, doing it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was killing me. Mm. I miss it, but I don't miss it. You know what I'm saying? Getting to see the big acts yeah. pretty cool, though. Huh? Getting to see the big acts on, like, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh. I, believe it or not, it sounds crazy. I like smaller venues, smaller situations better than the bigger things. Right. So like I, a- can, I, I can understand that completely because you have more control over the entire situation. You have, like, more of, like, a like just because what from what I've seen, like, just shows being run here. Like, I did, a like, a 500-seater show. Uh, earlier this week in New York City and watching them go about that compared to the way they do it at Stand Up Live, it's like a fucking ordeal. It's like everyone is just running at constant speed. Like, no one knows what's going on. It's just like everyone is like, outside of like a theater, like an official theater, like fucking you're going to see, it's like Sweeney Todd two days and then whoever the fuck comedy guy. It's like, outside of that, it's like it's really hard to get like the dichotomy of it like going mm-hmm. which is it's really 
it, it's almost interesting just like standing at it from like an outside looking in perspective just being like yo the room that i used to work in phoenix is literally more seats than this how are you having an issue with twice the staff yeah i'm like right. this i'm like this doesn't make any sense like, but i'm just like it just because it's just like the influx of fucking like people that they didn't think would be there or like even that just be like the influx just being like all right so it's gonna be a show whatever mm -hmm. happens happens and it's just like people getting it, it sucks because like a bunch of the staff because at stand-up live they're used to that they're used to that level of people coming in yeah. but at, at like those places it's a flux it's like it's usually like people that they bring in like out like outside agencies for security so they don't really have like the wherewithal yeah. how to deal with yeah. it in the like literally the same stage I did on fucking Wednesday in two weeks they're gonna have Soldier Boy, so like it's it's like I'm I'm thinking about that perspective and it's just like, dude, it's crazy seeing these guys like just run around and they're just nobody is just like, I I can imagine just like you see stand up live people are talking to like the comedians and stuff like that everybody has a general rapport, and it's just like the the complete like dissection of that to be like oh this person is working we don't talk to them and i'm just like i i'm like the i feel like i'm the only guy and i've learned this from phoenix going into like places and making friends with the staff and like actually just being like yo talking to the staff i every time i go to the stand and this one girl is working there i buy her a cake she buys like a piece of cake every night and I get her a piece of cake. It's seven bucks. It doesn't mean anything. But at the same time, it's just like it, it's it's nice. And you do that for another person. <clears throat> and, and it's just it's people just like lose that as soon as they get like any sort of clout where they're just like, yo, people aren't people. And it's very funny to see that get fucking like break checked in New York City because you can see people coming in from like dude they're fucking simmering hot shit in boston <laughs> they're like sitting there doing their bar stool stuff and come in there and actually get just like it's like yeah what are you doing talk to me like a fucking person like i literally had almost one person get kicked out like on the show that i was with last night at the stand one person almost got kicked out because they were being disrespectful and Rob. it was and Rob. it was, oh, and it, it, was it was someone who was like fucking quintessential to the show it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> no, Rob, I was going to ask you before we head out of here. You you, you work security on weekends. You, well, I used to. Yeah. Do you have, like, a crazy, like, like we had to, like, grab this dude by, like, the, the, the back of his neck and carry him out? Or is it like... I mean, I can't remember, you know, situation to situation, but we've had a couple like that where people <laughs> just drinking, doing stuff in the front, and, yeah. Those were cool. Believe it or not, where you know people acting up because you're yeah. expecting it. The damn, what's the what's the guy's name that's gonna be here in a couple of weeks? I forgot, clean comedy dude. Ah, I forgot his name. He's anyway. coming to Stand Up Live. No, no. Um, um, at at Tempe, looks like Howdy Doody. He looks like Howdy Doody. Yeah. Is he couple. a TikTok comedian? No, no, no. Damn, okay. I forgot his name. Anyway, he stated last year, not last year, well, two years ago when he performed, there was somebody that had a medical emergency 
in the front, um, in the front, um, in the first couple of seats. Yeah. Last year when I was working, somebody had a medical emergency in his show, and he couldn't fucking believe it. So those actually throw you off more than anything. Somebody just goes down, and you're like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." Yeah. We have to- like I'm, I'm, you know, I got the training to throw somebody out, not, hey, I'm trying to save a life. Didn't have a McDonald pass yeah. out of the improv last year on yeah, stage. Yeah, that happened. That's tough. Holy. Oh, no. dude, that was insane watching her. It was so funny, just like it, just watching conservatives like latch onto that. Her entire pre spiel up to her being like, ha ha ha, and then knocking out is her just being like. I got double vaxxes. I'm feeling fine. What? I think God loves me more than anybody oh, else. Oh, man, I didn't know and it was anyways, like that. night, night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, dude, it was insane. I, no, I wanted to ask you about this, Rob. Uh, do you remember the fucking... Do you remember kicking David Kays out? No. Like, never allowing him back? Uh-uh. Me, do you remember... So, the one infamous... Uh, new faces story I hold I heard was like back when I was like young in comedy like 19 so like probably like like six years ago six or like uh, like upward of there and like it was uh it was David K's faking a proposal I've heard this story I've heard this story. you faked a proposal yeah I've you can do this. that I've heard this story yeah, so he went on stage and was doing his set, and at the end of his set, he brings on another female comedian who nobody knew was – she wasn't on the set that night. She was just somebody that David Case came with, and he faked proposed to her, and she said no. <laughs> and it fun. tanked the entire fucking show. That's pretty good. At, it did, and he did a whole, like, fucking, like – puddles in his shoes looking down at the floor like sad sap walk through the entire fucking showroom and i just i just remember me asking david just being like yo you want to come to uh new faces and him laughing be like i'm not allowed there anymore nah i don't i don't remember anything like that Trust that was me. probably previous to you that's yeah. funny anything. as hell no <laughs> No, the reason I brought up the getting the tossing people out thing is because uh, you know Tyler, uh, he works security. Uh, him and I have this ongoing thing where it's like, whenever we are at the club at the same time, at least one person's getting thrown from the room. There, I think we've only had like two nights where it hasn't happened. Every other time we're there together, he's like just taking someone out, and he looks at me in the green room like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> He is like the white version of um, Day Day from um, Friday. From Friday three, <laughs> <laughs> jackpot. You know, yeah. I mean, he's looking for somebody <laughs> to toss on the ass. He's got no qualms. Yeah. I try to give a person a shot. Yeah. Hey, let me look out uh, a little bit. Hey, hey. There's these like, motherfuckers out. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 He's ready there's to put hands on a person. <laughs> there, oh, dude, there's a guy at the stand whose name is Pete. He's just a tall white guy with a mustache, but he's a fucking tall white guy, dude. He's like six seven, and like he just sits there and he's the nicest guy. But I've seen him put his hand on people's shoulders and they turn around like it's the fucking devil. Yeah, because <laughs> it could yeah, be I, a problem. It could be a big issue for them, and they feel it does, it, it's an issue for one person. <laughs> it's an issue for everyone who isn't Pete. 
Uh, it, dude, it's so funny. Just because, like, I give, a, I go up to him, I give him a hug, and then, like, literally last night, someone is being rowdy downstairs at the stand, and I had to see him get into, like, fucking, like, like, uh, you know that one Henry Cavill moment in, like, whatever the fuck Mission Impossible where he cocks his arms? Ooh! And shit like that. <laughs> Or he cocks his arms and he's like, what the fuck? Like, dude, I saw him do that last night. And I was, like, kind of just, like, legitimately afraid because I put him on a po- – I saw him do a posture that I've never seen anyone do where he's just like, I'm a brute now. And then just walks into a showroom and I'm like, you're going to pick him up by his fucking ankles and carrying him out <laughs> yeah. like a freshly caught fish. And you need like, about two or three guys like that at every show. And there are at New Faces. So if you're a new comedian, go out and do it. Hit up Rob. Rob, we'll see email for it. Or be cleaning New Faces, up. AZ at gmail.com. Really quick before we um, spread out, I just want to say something about the show. Number one, I want to give a super shout out to all the staff at all the places that I work with from CB Live, Stand Up Live, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, Tempe Improv. Because one thing you said about it, that thing runs like a machine. Mm-hmm. You got all mm-hmm. those people walking into some of the smallest spaces with food and drink, mm-hmm. and it very, very rarely happens where they drop something. So Never. You know what I'm Almost saying? Almost never. Yeah. Those so, kids are high as a kite walking around that place. Yeah, you guys <laughs> had Aldo employed. <laughs> <laughs> but they they do their thing. And another thing I want to bring up is uh, one thing that the, the haters don't like about New Faces is yes. the bringer rule. And I want to definitely bring this up because people say, hey, why do I have to bring people? You guys can testify to this. Those rooms... <laughs> or a decent size where we can have a capacity of, Mm -hmm. you know, of maximum 400 to 600 people in that room. We want to get at least 120. We want to get at least 120 in there. 120 in both places. It feels feels good. good. And people have this misunderstanding that 120 to 150 people are just coming off the street saying, Hey, I want to go see comedy. Right. It ain't going to happen. Mm. That's why we have the 10-person bringer rule. Because if you bring 10, you bring 10, and everybody brings 10, and it's 15 people on the bill, that's 150, 250 people. Right. But if nobody mm. brings their 10 and everybody brings three or four, there's 70 people, and then you're wondering, man, why, why ain't nobody clapping? Because there's nobody there. Mm. And it's this decent-sized you know, hall. So I just want to emphasize why we do what we do. With the oh, yeah. um, person rule. Absolutely. If people don't understand the concept of that, every single time I've done New Faces, I've fucking promoted it as hard as I can because that's literally the most important part of fucking New Faces. Right. Is, is just, like, having people in the... And luckily, I'm in, like, a position to where, like, if I come through and, like, just even do a spot on New Faces, I can, like, promote it and get a couple people in there just based off of me just not even talking to nobody. But, like, it, it, it's different for, like, the people who are doing it and the people who are, like, actively, like, it, it, it's, it's honestly a fucking shame that people don't give a shit as much as people should. It's, uh-huh. like, it's honestly a shame that people, like, kind of, like, brush off, like, even, like, New Fade just being like, yeah, it's a bringer, whatever. No, it's not a bringer. It's your fucking first step into something. It's, well, like, so- it, it's, mo- it's, it's so important to your career it's like definitely like if there was a fucking picture day for you doing stand-up comedy this is it it's like put on your fucking duds look nice bring (laughs) your friends 
and like put out a fucking show. Right. Best case scenario, you get a clip that goes well. And like worst case scenario, you get acknowledged by the staff and people understand that you're a good fucking comedian, not just like an outlier. Yeah, and not just a jamoke. Yeah, it, it's just there's no downside to it. And the people that shit on it are just people who just don't understand how comedy works. Because coming from a guy who's living in New York and still having to do bringers. And the thing is, I have to do bringers when I know fucking WAP zero people. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm having to do this shit. And I'm like, yo, I was I was fucking all that in a bag of fucking tricks. In New York, in fucking Phoenix, Arizona. I could do all this shit, but when I come here, and it's like, that was the first three months, just being nobody, having no friends. And people don't understand that to where they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do this shit full time. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, congratulations. You're going to be hated for months. Yeah. And- yeah. I also thought you had to be invited on the shows. That's why I like I waited a little bit because I was like, oh, dude, it's like it's, it's the improv. They only they only get the band. And then, uh, Peter Jordan's like, no, I saw someone. It was their first time ever. I was like, and I'm not getting asked to do this. <laughs> Come on, man. Somehow the dude who's never done it's better at networking than you. And I'm not not unwrapping my golden chocolate bar to see the ticket waiting for me. Why don't they schooled you on what happened? No, I no, I I came. It was like Tristan said. I moved in. I moved here knowing nobody, so I started from scratch. And like it was probably like three months in, three four months into me being here, where somebody was like, "No, yeah, you just gotta you just gotta hit them up, bring some people, and then you're you're good to go." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When he started, when he first started being our sound guy, he didn't even speak English. He moved quick as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, "No habla el boom," and you're like, "Yes, yes, hold that yeah. right there." Yeah. The so only you- sound, the only sound he understood, he spoke no native language. The only sound he understood <laughs> was <laughs> raw wave audio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think that's uh, that's all we got. Thank you for joining. Uh, hey, join the internal affairs level of the Patreon. Uh, it's where all the fun, juicy, behind-the-scenes stuff happens at. Uh, thank you for the boys. Thank you, Rob, for being on. New faces, az at gmail.com. Come and check me. Big Rob, also known as Bobby Las Vegas. Come also check me out as Bobby Las, Bobby dot Las Vegas Presents. I'm on what? YouTube. Huh? No, sorry. I was, I was hyped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, even have, um, I even have some of the shows... Um, on my um, YouTube site, so come check it out. Bobby dot Las Vegas presents on YouTube. I'm only calling you Bobby Las Vegas from now. <laughs> what do you that's, think that's of the fucking... car shirt? Bobby Las Vegas, man. We I gotta know. get better I... merch. We gotta get way better merch. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't even realize who's wearing brand. It's goddamn. Right, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. Have a great one.